It's the other side of midnight with Frank Morano. Obviously, this is a great song from The Love and Spoonful. Many of you may also remember it from a film that came out about 15 years ago. It was a pretty integral part of, well, in a small part of the plot of that film. The film was called The Great Buck Howard. Decent film with John Malkovich, who was very good. But we have someone on much better than The Great Buck Howard. Someone that I have known for many years. And every time we interact, I always leave with a smile on my face and just having been amazed. A wonderful guy, a guy who has been amazing audiences on television, on radio, and in person for far more decades than I'm sure he'd care for me to admit. Noted mentalist, author of the book, The Adventures of the Amazing Kreskin, the one and only Amazing Kreskin. Kreskin, it's great to talk with you again. It's been way too long. Frank, I can't I can't believe the last time I think we spoke was at 2020, some, somewhere over April 7th, 2020, but it's so I love the title of your, your the other side of midnight, Frank. You are you are truly a character and 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 I have great great feelings about you. You know, you know the airline industry announced just a couple months ago that they figure I've flown a little over in my career, a little over three million miles, and <laughs> you, you know what it's like to fly today. It isn't the fun it once was. Oh yeah, but, I uh, uh, I uh, had the privilege of waiting around on an airport in, if, after my uh, flight oh. was canceled on Sunday for about five oh, hours. So oh, I can absolutely oh, relate. Oh my God, Frank, uh, my heart goes out to you because people are telling this, me this all over the place. And uh, <laughs> the uh, by the way. The story I have to tell you, which is one of the most an, an, exper- an experience I cannot explain. In spite of my work as a mentalist and what have you, I cannot explain it. Uh, some years ago, I, I didn't have my road, my road manager with me at that time. And I don't know why, because I usually travel with a road manager. But I was appearing in in, the, in uh, New York State. And I overslept. Now, I don't oversleep. It never happens to me. And I woke up and uh, I was living with my folks and uh, they're no longer with us. But I I bolted. I I got up and they said, you don't you have a flight of such and such. I said, oh, my God, I should have left a half an hour ago. So I didn't eat breakfast or anything, got dressed, got my luggage. My luggage was already packed got into my car and I drove myself to Newark Airport. In those days you didn't go through a lot of security. You parked outside at the parking lot in the area and you walked to the where you knew you were going to be checking in. And I walked and I got, got checked in. I gave them my luggage and they said, "Creston, you're going to have to hurry. Here you they knew me because I've flown out of there so many times." So I rushed with one out of shake case 
to the area outside and went into the building in time to see my plane taking off. So I missed my flight. There was the flight. I, I'm, I'm mosey back, and I don't miss. I don't miss flights unless it was some other cause that we couldn't control. And I was very, very down. And I came up to them. And they said, "Creston, uh, we have some good news. We can get you a connecting flight, fly you to a town in, 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 uh, in, in New York, and then connect to your city." I said, "Well, that's fine." So I got on the plane with only my piece of luggage. And I took off and I got to the place where I was working, which was a nightclub that night. And it was sold out and I was glad I was there in plenty of time. I couldn't change to my dress clothes because I didn't have them. They were checked through. And I'm in the dressing room and a guy is going to go out there to introduce me. And before he walks out, he grabs the door, the, the back, my dressing room doors fly open and then walk two policemen. I said, gentlemen, uh, I don't know what to say. Is everything okay? They said, Kreskin, you're Kreskin, aren't you? I said, yes. They said, is this your luggage? I said, yes, it is. They said, we were able to tell by looking at the luggage and then calling your your business address, and they told us where you were going, and we're only at almost an hour. I said, it's incredible you drove out here. I said, well, it's incredible that this luggage is in your presence. Because the flight you took crashed in a cow pasture in New York. Wow! Oh my! Survived. Uh, So it was one of the most dramatic incidents of. To this day, whatever made me sleep over and miss the flight, I will never know. But when I walked on stage that night, you could hear a pin drop as I told this story. I can imagine. you, you've had crazy things happen in transportation misadventures, haven't you, Frank? I noticed in reading about you. That well, that, that's certainly that's certainly true. But I can't compete with that. All right, uh, Kreskin, I have a number of questions for you. The listeners have a number of questions for you. So uh, we're going to cover as much ground as we can. The next time okay. we speak, though, I got to get you in studio for an hour or two because oh, I, uh, I, I it's would, been too I, and I can stay longer if you longer than a half hour. Whatever you, was that best for you? Yeah, I, I appreciate I can, yeah. that. Uh, but uh, well, let me ask you about if people haven't heard our previous discussions Kreskin if they are not familiar with your abilities I introduced you as a mentalist now a two-part question how do you you've always been very careful to say you're not a psychic you're a mentalist explain to our listeners what the difference is and then secondly can you explain if your skill of mentalism which is just remarkable is that something that Anyone can learn, or is that something you're either born with or you're not? Well, I knew what I wanted to do when I was five and a half years old, Frank, because of a cartoon that you may have seen when you were a kid that was all my I couldn't read, but my mother would read me comic books. And I got fascinated with this character called Mandrake the Magician. It was in all the day, daily newspapers. It was a continuous thing like the Phantom. But then there were cartoon books about him. He wasn't a magician. He he, he uh, was a mentalist, and he was also had hypnotic abilities. And I play acted this in my uh, – five, six, eight years, and, and said, I was the character when we played cops and robbers that solved the crimes. I was playing Mandrake. And then in my early teens, I was beginning to read thoughts because for me, it was an ability that I developed to sensitize myself to people around me. By the time I was, by the time I was in fourth and sixth grade, Miss Galloway, my 
my homeroom teacher in sixth grade set aside one entire class once a week for me to work with my classmates. And I can remember one day I said, all of you think of a movie. And I pointed to Gloria Palmer. This is years ago, of course, because I'm 88 years old now and still working, busy as ever. And I said, Gloria, you're thinking of a movie, yeah, but it's it's not recently. It, it was it last Christmas? She says, oh, my God, yes, it was, and I named the movie. Well, this became an integral part of my career, my tuning in and sensitizing myself. I can't foretell the future. I can't tell everything like a, a mind reader is supposed to read everybody's brain and what's going on. They have to center their, their thoughts on a specific thought or an item or what have you. And as a result of this, Carson and I did 60-some shows. Actually, it was 88 shows, but the others were not uh, listed through the years. But but he he, uh, he, I, he saw me on another show where I fell over and flat, flat on my face, and I stayed there. And the comedian who was running the show came, stood, started kidding and laughing and joking about me. And when I, when the, we went to a break, I got up and shook hands with him. He said, "Thank you for doing what you did. You gave me a whole segment to kid you and mock you and what have you." Carson saw that experience, and through the years, whenever you saw him come on as a certain character, he would bump against a table and look like he was slightly drunk. He based. Karnak the Magnificent on the instant oh. where he saw me falling down. I love those so appearances t- that you did with Carson. I still watch oh, them. They are absolutely you know, he terrific. Was, he was so but I but I, I have to tell you it is because because of the concentration of people that has enabled now I've been involved and when we have more time on another show we'll talk about it more. I've been involved in over hundred and fifty crime experiences with police in different parts of the country. And some of the stories are extraordinarily dramatic and I, I'll tell you about them, you know, when we have more time. But my life has been like an adventure and and but the the important thing is that in in my my appearances I feature something in my program. And I'm going to be, by the way, can I mention where I'm going to be please, in Atlantic City? Please. I'm going to be in May, May 20th and May 27th, appearing on May, 20th, May 27th at Resorts Hotel and Casino. I'll be doing a 90-minute a performance, but there's a story behind that appearance there because years ago, I uh, and I've been banned from casinos ever since yeah. – uh, yeah, ever since at the Aruba, I was at a casino and I, for three weeks. And when I uh, when I was closing, I said to my road manager, "I'm going to play blackjack." He says, "Christian, you're out of your mind. They're going to throw you out of here." I said, "No, they don't know me here. They it's the it's the British that see me and the and the uh, American people and what have you." So I went to another room and started put down. Uh, uh, I guess it was thirty five dollars or what have you, and I played. And uh, after a few hours, the whole casino in my room got silent because the place was surrounded. And when I finished, they paid me in chips. And I, what am I going to do with chips from a foreign country? And I asked around. I found an Englishman. I said, I said, is there any way I can cash this? He says, yes, you can in the casino. I'll take you to where it is. I cashed the money. And from the $37, I had en- ended up with $22,400. So I can't play in any because I, oh, I can understand well, that. In, but in, in, at, the, at Atlantic City, where I'm going to be appearing at resorts, 
they love this story. Uh, some years ago, I said, you know, I'll only pay for play fifteen twenty dollars. I love the game of blackjack. Could you let me play? They say, Kreskin, if that's going to be your limit, you help yourself and you play. So I sat down at a table and I played and I played. Again, the place got quiet, but I was only playing the $20 and so forth and so forth. And when I stopped, they said, Kreskin, you realize you won 22 hands without breaking. They said, we haven't seen something like this in ages. So I thanked them. I, 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 I cashed the money, a few hundred dollars in and went home. I get a call the next day and this, they, they said, this is the folks from re, resorts where I'm appearing, you know, but this was in, in 2003, at the 2003, they called me the next day. They said, Kreskin, we want you to know something. You can play here anywhere you want. You created such interest and excitement. Oh, I can imagine. So I can imagine. But, but they said to they said to me, you know, when you won the twenty two hands, you broke a record. I said, oh, I didn't know about this. They said, yes. In nineteen ninety seven, a gentleman came in and what and won eighteen hands in a row, and it was you, Kreskin, you broke your own <laughs> but but just to just to reiterate my what? question, uh, Kreskin, w- w- explain to people if you can the difference between a mentalist and a psychic, and is it something well, a that psychic claims yeah. you know that some kind of supernaturalism they're delving into the brain and what have you, but it has to do with the concentration of people involved and 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 people are going to see me whether it's the 20th or 27th in May, they're going to see me and uh, uh, realize that I tune in and it could be an audience of hundreds of people or outdoors. It's been 9,000 people. But let me tell you what's the highlight of my program all over the world. And you know, probably know about it because I end every uh, hour or 90 minute or two hour concerts with it. It's my check test. Oh, yeah. I t- I've told you about this and that without going into further details, I gather a committee of four people from the audience who are strangers to me. I give them my check and, and then I am escorted from the building by someone from the audience plus a person who knows the building and take me somewhere where I'm outdoors and cannot know what's going on. If I'm indoors, if I'm outdoors performing, they put me in a car that has all the windows plastered covered. The problem, the challenge is this. My check is hidden anywhere in the auditorium or the theater building in which I'm performing. And when I return, I, the, the committee verifies I was outdoors or could not see what was going on and did not hear anything. And I simply point out that if I fail to find my check, I will forfeit it. And I have failed a couple of times. I give it back to the company that booked me and the show is for free. One night outdoors because the, the, I do, I've done hundreds of colleges in New Jersey and in, in, in New Pennsylvania and in, in the New Jersey the United States, I would say, and 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 also in 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 Canada, and uh, one and one uh, time we were outdoors because it was family weekend, and because of the audience being not only teachers but the students and the parents, they couldn't fit them in, so they put me in a gymnasium that was partially outdoors, and it, they seated all the people. I come back in, walk down the aisle. And I suddenly freeze in front of a gentleman. And I said, sir, uh, 
I hope I don't embarrass you as you open your mouth. Well, there's no check. I so close it. I apologize. I said, I hope I haven't offended you. Please forgive me. I walk back to the stage and I pick another member of the committee who hit it because the committee member follows, stands, works way behind me and, and doesn't talk to me. I don't ask any questions. I don't ask anything. I said, you concentrate. You must think step by step what I have to do. Concentrate in your mind. I'm walking down the aisle and I suddenly freeze. And I turn, and so help me, God, it's the same gentleman as before. I said, sir, would you stand? I said, I don't understand this. Does this have anything to do with your mouth? I wish we had a camera then. It's one of the most unforgettable moments in my career. He opened his mouth, reached in his mouth, took out his upper plates, and handed me my check. <laughs> that is tremendous. Well, what I'm uh, I'm going to hopefully try and make one of those shows on the 20th or the 27th <laughs> in Atlantic yeah, City. Really... I, I do get down there quite a bit, as you know, and uh, hopefully Aww. we can uh, we can hang out a bit. All right, a lot of folks eager to chat with you. Um, I eight, t- uh, yeah. 800-848-9222. I tell you yes, you're going to get a kick out of this because it's 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 getting a lot of publicity. I'm putting. One of my cars, my two cars that I travel with, I don't travel when I fly out of the country or fly to other parts of the country. I take planes, of course, all the time. But I'm putting it up for the highest bidder because it's a it's a beautiful uh, uh, it's, it's a it's a beautiful e, it's going to be on eBay and a, a Lincoln MKS and so forth. But that's not the whole picture. And it's going on, and people can 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 get the information if they want to by going uh, to looking up the Lincoln MKS, and it's listed on my, my for the auction on eBay. But that's not the only thing. Whoever does finally win the, the and I, I of course win by bidding, and 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 whomever gets the car. I'm also agreeing, and they say nobody in showbiz has ever done this. I'm also agreeing to appear at their home if it's not too far or whatever they plan. Oh. plan. I will appear at their home and do a half-hour performance. So that's going to be kind of special. Oh, you know? yeah. I mean, that, that that would be that would be great. i got to ask you this, Kreskin, because I, I have pages yeah, of I, notes. I love talking. I could talk to you for hours. Oh, yeah, right, well, you know? we'll do that. Next time you're, you're in studio, maybe we'll plan something special. But um, right. I would be remiss if, uh, given that yesterday President Biden announced his presidential candidacy, oh, if I didn't God. ask you to make a prediction on the record for 2024, Biden, Trump, someone else, what do you think? Well, this is the one time, Frank, and I, I've made predictions in the past. I've pre- predicted even the headlines of newspapers and, uh, and, and, and some sporting events as well. But I decided, Frank – to pass in this situation, and I have to tell you why. I am, and I've been interviewed all over the place about this. We don't have time unless we do have a few minutes to go into it, but I'm very, very concerned about the future of the United States and uh, because we have two great enemies in the world right now, and we're not facing up to this, and you young people we don't have the draft anymore in the United States, but we should have it because my brother was for 15 years in the in the services, and 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 when we have wars, we we we, we volunteer because this is the greatest country, and uh, and and by the way, and uh, we are at war, 
because our greatest enemy right now, and I could go on for the next two hours, but I won't because I've sat with so many military people and it's been explained to me, our greatest enemy is red red China, communist China. But we have another enemy. We have two enemies in this country which are helping to break down, bring down the United States. By the way, if anyone doubts with me what I'm talking about, do they know that the uh, that the uh, red China has flooded the universities with mil- mil- millions of dollars? And if you're in in a comedian in show business, you probably already know this. Most comedians in all of show business will never work in a university again. And the reason they don't work, and I love working in universities, they do don't 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 work, is that most of the major universities now have a rule that if you are a, prof- a med- you know about this yet, and if you're a comedian and you're going into it, you have to supply them with your entire script and not alter its script at all. And as comedians say to me, Kreskin, well, our life is ad libbing and what have you. This is part of our work. It's gotten to that point that China has influenced. Look at the look at the police look at the police station in New York just a few days ago when the police called me and said, Kreska, you got to talk about this. They found the police station was all occupied and run by people from Red China who were posing as 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 representatives and taking over the station and so forth because this was going to be their way of controlling things. The other control we have is a person who has helped to bring down this country to a disastrous degree. He's toned, torn down walls, and when the first wall came down, President, uh, our president did not decide to correct it and what have you. Instead, hundreds and hundreds of people came in, children came in, and drug movers came in, and now it's the walls have been coming down all over the place. You cannot go into San Francisco anymore, one of my favorite cities. You cannot walk through the city because it's filled with drug addicts. It's filled with people who mm. defecate on the street. You know all about this, what's yeah. going on. Oh, yeah. and, and, and other cities are going the same way. And he, and if, if, if the right president were there, and he saw what happened with the first move-in, he would have said, my God, children have died. Uh, uh, they're, they're moving stuff in. And now we have drug addicts all over the United States and the whole ring of going on. And this is one way of bringing down our society. And, 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 and then to defund the police, any, any, any politician defunds the police is not a politician. He should be banned from office because he's a criminal. My brother was a policeman, and I worked – my brother's a policeman 15 years, and I worked on, 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 on over 150 crime cases. We need these people very deep. I'm sorry. I had to say this to you, sure. Frank, because I love – and God bless America because I love this country. Yeah, well, I, I think you've uh, demonstrated that repeatedly over the years. All right, we're going to do a lightning round of questions for you here because a lot of people are sure, eager to sure, chat with Frank. you. Let me begin. And by with... the way, Frank, i got to warn you. I want to warn your people. Folks, when I appear, I give you my word, uh, when I appear in person with Frank, in order to protect ourselves, I dare not read his thoughts on camera. I'm only joking, <laughs> Frank. <laughs> you know, Frank, if we can't laugh at ourselves in this day and age, we're in trouble. We've got to laugh at ourselves. Uh, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. Joe is in Queens. Joe, what's your question for Crestman? Yeah, two quick questions. One, in everyday conversations, 
can you pick up things like people lying more easily? And if you lost contact with a friend, do you know where they are? If I lost contact with a friend, unless there's someone I can work with, and, I, and there's a there's a crime criminal a crime and experience in which a, a criminal disappeared, and I helped to find them, but that's a, that's a story in itself which would take about five minutes to take if we had the time. But I want to I want to mention to you with friends. They know me well enough. When I was in college and I was already performing professionally all over the place, in fact, my first year at, at, at Seton Hall University, uh, when I first appeared there uh, and I was going to college, uh, uh, I did a two and a half hour concert. And that was my I was a freshman in college at that time. But at the same time, uh, your, your question, your question, people ask me. Did you date? Did you go out on dates? Because, you, you, I mean, you enjoy a company of women and so forth. I said, yes, I did. They said, well, did they ever cancel? And I got up to tell you, tell you something, sir. I give you my word of honor as God is my judge. Not one time, even though they saw me on stage reading the thoughts, telling people something about maybe a personal thing in their lives and what have you, did they, they never canceled. And, I, and people say, well, what were they, naive? I said, no. I think they just trusted me. I, I would I agree with that. Like I that. would absolutely agree with I, I that. I don't do that. Bob is in Ohio. He's got a good question. This was actually on my list for you. Hello, Bob. Hi. Uh, yeah, I uh, have always admired you, Kreskin. Um, I, I'm 60 years old, and ever since I watched TV, it was a toddler, and I could see you on TV on through the oh, ages. And I saw... Uh, I have a, a couple questions. One regards Uri Got to be brief, Bob. Go ahead, brief. Uh, okay, Uri Geller, Edgar Casey, and do you believe in out-of-body experiences, or maybe have you ever had one? I no, I I, I haven't had an out-of-body experiences. Uh, 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 you know, Uri Geller claimed to bend things with his mind and so forth, which was a good, good, good magical effect and what have you. But at the same time. I I I have had distant experiences that I can't explain, and that they've been people that I that I've been close to, and and uh, many of you listening in right now, you you've got to think in your life, your married life, your social life, what have you, have had experiences where you suddenly sense, even if the person came before they came, that something was wrong and you couldn't explain why. How this happens with people that I haven't planned to to try to work with them at that moment or part of a program, we it, we can't explain. But for us to assume that we know everything about the human mind, we would be very, very foolish because I know very little about every, uh, anything, and, 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 I, and I'm proud to admit that. Yeah, it was interesting that, you know, Johnny Carson embraced you and clearly was so oh. fond of you and was so critical and denounced Uri Geller uh, publicly. Uh, he really did. Yeah, that's, but that's he, sure. he understood that I I, I, I didn't and claimed uh, supernaturalism sure. or to, to, to change people's 